the Locked On Spurs of the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, a Spurs beat writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio, the home, uh, well, the TV home of your San Antonio Spurs. Hopefully, uh, you know, the, the loss to the Thunder is out of your system now, but that just means another L, another L on the Spurs season through at least through 10 games. We're going to be discussing if the losses are starting to mount and get to the nerves of the Spurs fan base and many other topics. Uh, yeah, it's another fan episode right here on Lockdown Spurs. And once again, we welcome him back, Danny Sanders. Follow him on Twitter at DannySanders80. Danny, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Uh, you, you know, Zach, Zach wanted a little bit of his shine. So we had to give him last week's uh, fan episode. Danny, we, I guess you were okay with that. I always love listening to Zach. I think I think he has great takes. I think he uh, he definitely uh, um, is not afraid to speak his mind. So no, I, I never mind sharing the platform with Zach anytime. <laughs> Once again, follow him on Twitter <laughs> at Danny Sanders eighty. Uh, how you been since we last spoke? You know, I've been good. It's been uh, obviously. I mean, watching the Spurs. I mean, it hasn't necessarily been the most uplifting uh, as a fan. Mm. But uh, I mean, there's always life outside of that. You always kind of take uh, take note of the little things, and uh, mm-hmm. life is good. I can't complain. Thank That's you. Good. I mean, I mean, nobody should be surprised that they're they're picking up the losses, right? I mean, this is what many expected. You know, I mean, just like in anything, right? I mean, even though there's a, an expectation of something, I mean, you kind of want to be surprised a little bit. And I, I think, I think going into the season, you and I talked about it. We, we, we had several pods leading up to the season, and even after. Um, yes, I think there was an expectation that this wasn't a playoff team, certainly not a contending team for the finals or for for a championship. But we at least wanted to kind of win some games, and I mean, not necessarily. Uh, watch them get so so close but continue just to fall short and that's I think what what the most frustrating part about it is is yes for two three years now me and several other people on Spurs Twitter have been clamoring for the for the for the young guys to be cut Mm -hmm. loose and for them to go ahead and just start to play and I said this uh before the last season ended and 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 this is this is really kind of has stuck in my mind because I've seen other people start to post it and um, it's true. Um, this, this is what I said last season. I said, look, I said for the last two, three years, we've known this team's not a contending team. We've known that the Spurs weren't going to be holding the Larry O'Brien at the end of the year. Um, the, the, the rebuild and the, the, uh, the way that we've developed our young guys should have started two or three years ago, mm-hmm. because like in anything, and, I, and you and I have talked about this before, whenever you get these young guys, rookies, especially guys like Primo, um, not, 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 not necessarily Wiesenkamp, but Keldon Johnson, mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker, Derek yeah. White, all these guys, right? I think half the battle with them is just making sure that they believe that they belong. And part of that is getting on an NBA floor and getting NBA minutes to get against NBA guys. That way it's not such um, a surprise. It's not such a, a shock whenever they're actually on an NBA floor right. in front of NBA fans and NBA arenas. And I think that 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 it could have hastened what we're seeing right now had we really started to do that two or three years ago. And I think that's kind of what the the frustration is kind of bleeding into this year is. Hey, we're told like still, hey, this is still going to be um, 
a learning season. They're still learning how to play together, mm-hmm. how to win together, how to lose together. Uh, really heavy on the losing part. And it's like, you know, all this was, un- was unnecessary. We could have really expedited this yeah. two or three years ago and possibly had at least two or three better uh, draft picks. I mean, we see guys like Evan Mobley and um, Scotty Barnes out there making an impact already with their club. And yet our 12th pick is in Austin and possibly <laughs> suffering a, 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 a an ankle injury. So right. that's the frustrating part. That's the frustrating part. It, yeah. it just didn't yeah. happen sooner. Yeah. I, I always felt they should have pulled the plug when Kawhi pulled his stunt. At that moment, when you lose yeah. yourself a, a generational talent like that, you're already, you can really force, and you did the trade, you know, you, you got DeMar, you had LMA in tow. That was a sign. Of, okay. We're about to be stuck in mediocrity right now. Cause we don't have that mega star anymore. So let's just pull the plug in it now. I mean, no, no knock on DeMar. I mean, look what he's doing this season, you know, just playing outstanding. And he, by the way, he did play outstanding for San Antonio. It's just funny how that works out. Huh? Danny, you go to Chicago and he's, he's all this does the exact same thing in San Antonio string of 30 plus games and no national media to be heard from, but I digress. Um, maybe that's it must be that dish pizza over there. In yeah. 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 But you know, what I want to we'll dive into the topic of, of why you're here today, just to get the, the, the touch, the pulse of the fan base. That is, you know, through 10 games, you know, I mean, no surprise shocker, you know, the Spurs are below 500, uh, but, is it too early to to say that Spurs fans are already getting tired of the of the losses just mounting up? I don't think it's too early because again, like like what I'm saying, I mean, it, it, we were we were excited about the possibilities of seeing these fresh faces come out and serve roles that they never really had before. Um, and I mean, let's face it, before the season started. A lot of us, I mean, I think what Vegas projected the Spurs to win 28 games uh, right. before the season. I think you and I and, and Zach had a had a, a kind of like a, a back and forth, and I think I projected anywhere between 33 to 35 wins. Again, this wasn't going to be a playoff team. It wasn't going to be a playoff team. wasn't going to be a team that was going to um, make anyone shake in their boots necessarily. But at least you wanted to start to see that progression. And, yes, I know – we're only what eight or nine games in the season. I get it. All right. I I mean, we're we're barely a tenth of the way in. But at the same end, there's not anything that we're seeing yet that's tangible that you can point to to say, hey, um, that's something we can count on every night. Even Pop uh, last night said that the um, fast break points leading leading the league at fast break points is an anomaly. That to me points to the fact that it's not necessarily that they are concentrating on that or they're not focusing on that or really telling the team, Hey, when you get the ball run, if he's, if if he's saying it's an anomaly, (laughs) I think he's kind of saying like, it's not really anything that we are designed to be a fast break team. It's just going to happen that way right now. And that to me kind of points to the fact, and I think I, I made this post last night and, and you and I have talked about it before is the Spurs mode of play outdated? I, I think that they tend to complicate things. I mean, we, we, we've, we've discussed before how anytime a free agent comes in, you at least have to have that first season for them kind of as a one-off because it takes so long to adjust to the way the Spurs mm-hmm. play, not only on the defensive end, but on the offensive end. 
I've actually been pretty pretty pleased with McDermott. Um, he, he he missed like what uh, I think three or four games with that in, right. that that, uh, that injury, but he's done pretty well. Um, I think again, I mean the, the standard bearer for the Spurs in terms of them coming in and contributing and really just um, um, uh, making it a seamless fit right away was Brent Berry back in 2004, mm-hmm. but or 2005. But um, yeah, I mean. It, it's not rocket science. It's not anything that needs to be difficult. It's basketball. At the end of the day, it's basketball. And I end, I, I understand that there's a uh, a way to play and, and and to play smart. But again, you you see you see you see teams like the Raptors. Uh, you see teams like the Warriors. Even I mean, I, I hate to say the Warriors because they have the best record in the league right now at eight and one, and they look like uh, they could very well be in the, in the championship uh, game at the end of the year. But those teams have. Uh, just totally just unleash the reins. They've, they've, they've released control, let the players go out and play. And sure, they have different personnel that suits that. But <laughs> we had $50 million in cap space this past year. We could have done the same thing, but instead we chose to fit certain pieces in there that continue to mm-hmm. fall in line with what we've done the last three or four years. And maybe we don't need to do that anymore. Maybe we need to kind of look yeah. at the results of the last three or four years and be like, hey, it's not working. Let's try something different. Um, but again, I think that that won't really happen uh, until the big man upstairs uh, retires, and that's pop. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions right now. Hey, look, Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I love using Truebill. They save me tons of cash. I use Truebill and you should too. Truebill has over 2 million users that help save them over $100 million. And like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I've saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $124 the year on my SiriusXM bill, and saved $840 on a year on car insurance. Hey, look, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. If you have not checked it out yet, you're missing out. I'm telling you, you are going to love this app. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS drop prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. And Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All users that deposit and use the promo code will get yourselves a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Just make sure to use promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Hey, Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take 
the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play right now. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it and I know you will too. And by the way, even in the losses, early the early losses, I never thought I'd say this on Lockdown Spurs, but everybody was happy because the way they were losing, the competitiveness, uh, you know, everybody, oh, look at that. No, there's hope. You know, they're they're just that close. They're that close away from picking up the W's. But in the game versus the Thunder and the game against the Indiana, that showed exactly that maybe they're not ready yet to jump over that hump. Uh, Popovich said after the uh, loss to OKC, they were full of themselves. Because they were up big. Uh, Drew Eubanks said it as well. He said, yeah, you know, we were feeling ourselves. That's a sign of still an immature team that, I mean, Danny, we should just tell everybody now, you know, perhaps there's a lot more L's coming this season, huh? I think it kind of points that way, right? I mean, uh, that Thunder loss was really telling. I think to me, right, when, whenever you look at the league, especially whenever you look at the Western Conference, there are at least two or three teams, maybe four, that you want to say the Spurs are better at or, or, or better than. And the Thunder would have been one of those teams, but it's like I, I was talking to somebody on, on Twitter last night, and they were saying, hey, between the Thunder and Spurs, who has more talent? The Spurs have more talent, but the Thunder do more with less. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of been their MO the last couple of years. Um, they really have. They've done more with less. I don't know if it's coaching or however it is that they that they have just kind of embrace the tank right and i mean let their guys just go out and play uh, and i'm not saying like hey just take out the ball and let them go out and, and just freelance but um there's not that structure that the spurs have so yeah i i i <laughs> tend to agree that i think there is going to be more else coming unfortunately and and i mean yeah i know that the argument's always hey this is this is the best scenario right we're losing games the young guys are playing they're getting experience and at the end of the year, we're going to get a top three pick. That's the hope. And you know what? If that ends up happening in May or June, whenever that, whenever those ping pong balls bounce our way and, and we do get that top three pick, then all this will be worth it. But right now where we're, where we're sitting on what, November the 6th, that's today's date, November, November 6th, November 8th. Um, it doesn't feel so good, especially losing to the Thunder because we were, we're up by 17 points. We were looking really good in that first quarter. Um, that should be a team that we beat. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we play the game to win, right? Um, I've never necessarily been an advocate for tinking. Uh, I have been an advocate for letting the young guys play and and kind of whatever what, whatever comes from there. I mean, come I mean, come come what may. But um, yeah, we 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 play the game to win, and right now we're playing the game and and, and still losing, even though um, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be giving away those gimme wins like the Thunder last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you looked at the calendar uh, ahead of the Thunder game, and, you know, many Spursmen probably circled OKC. And, okay, well, the, that'll be our next, the, the team's next win. That, it's right there. And then after this, the loss to OKC, uh, Danny, I, I can't look at the next game because of the Kings and say, oh, that's a win. Or, or I mean, let's just pretend, like, even if they were to play the Magic again, I'd be like, yeah, they might win, sure. I, I just feel like you can't look at the calendar as you did in years past and say, you know, oh, that's a W, that's a W, that's a W anymore. Whether it be the Kings, 
whether it be the Bucks, the Clippers, or the Warriors. You know, I, I think this team is just so still in its infancy and its rebuild that it's going to take a while. But uh, I, I mean, I mean, look, look, obviously the topic is right now are, are the L's. You know, they're already getting to the Spurs fans, and uh, I, I can see it is Danny. I, I see it. But that kind of leads us into our next uh, fan topic here is about the tank. Now, you said you don't embrace it. But when is it going to get to a point where Spurs fans are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, let's just throw the towel into this season and, and let's just let's get that one, two, or three pick. You know, I think the the moment that there's probably a full buy-in from everybody as far as that tank is probably going to be right around that rodeo road trip. Um me past past the holidays past the new year because again i'm seeing still a lot of people out there saying hey have patience we're barely 10 games into the season and again i understand that a lot i i get it i get it i do but you have those factions out there that are, are i mean one one's already calling for the tank i, I think that's too early I, I think that there is still that the 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 season can still be salvaged whatever that looks like right but again i I also think that there's a little bit of a moving of the goalposts by the by, by some parts of Spurs Twitter that it's like, you know what? Yeah, they wanted, we wanted, a lot of us wanted the young guys to play, and they're playing. And it's like, okay, well, we're starting to see the young guys play, and of course they're making mistakes, and they're not closing, and there's mental errors, and they're giving away easy games, what should be easy games, or easier games. Um, and it's like, you know what, we could have done this two years ago and we could have accelerated mm-hmm. the whole rebuild. And that's what I said last year. So let, let's, let's do it now. That way we can maybe in two or three years be where we want to be rather than have that four or five or six years down the line. I think early on, whenever that whole Kawhi thing happened, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think we should have tanked back then. And I, I think that, and that's, that's why, I mean, again, I, I, <laughs> it, at least in my eyes, it's still very unforgivable what he did because he really just took the franchise back at least seven to ten years oh, based yeah, upon where sure. we were at. I mean, sure. it, it it really is um, – it's it's incredible to think how every year this franchise and these fans counted on at least 50 wins every year. And now, whenever we can barely scratch 30 wins, um, 50 wins seems like uh, – I mean, it, it, it doesn't even seem like it's reality. I mean, mm-hmm. I – I can't even fathom this team winning 50, year, 50 games again. So it, it it is one of those situations where we're definitely spoiled. We're definitely used right. to a certain brand, used to a certain um, status and, and success. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I really do think that they should have pulled the plug two or three years ago and hastened this rebuild, hastened the mm-hmm. fact that these young guys could have learned these lessons two or three years ago, and we could have mm-hmm. been that much farther farther along. And better late than never. I don't know. I mean, they they could have thrown the thrown money at Demar and really made him think twice about wanting to go. You know, because they had a bunch of money. But nevertheless, <laughs> hey, I, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did uh, because, as I said, you know, yeah, this should have happened years ago. Um, but here we are. You know, you look at the Spurs. You know, well under 500. They got Sacramento up up next, and it's not necessarily the the, the losses uh, that are remounting you know, already at least on some of the Spurs fan bases, those are individual players. And and I know we weren't going to talk about this, but you know, I'm thinking about this right now is Derek white. 
it hasn't been the best start of the season for him. You know, he's had a couple of good games. You know, he had a good game against Dallas, the most recent game against Dallas. He went six for 10, hit some threes. But there's something off. You know, you look at the last two games, especially the last game against Thunder, 0 for 10 uh, from the field in 27 minutes, 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Danny, uh, what are what are Spurs fans saying about Derek White and his uh, subpar start to the season? Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I'm glad you brought him up because I thought about him a few moments too whenever we're talking about just disappointments and how the Spurs have started the season yeah. because whenever you talk about individual players, I think Derek White probably has to be number one whenever we're talking about the most disappointing player so far because I think that for the large amount of the fan base, we kind of, I mean, the last two or three years, Derek's kind of been the quote-unquote best player on our team, best overall player on our team on the defensive end, on the offensive end, Hit the 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 biggest the biggest quirk with him was always hey he could never stay healthy and I mean mm-hmm. this year surprisingly he has stayed healthy he just can't I mean he can't hit the broadside of a barn right now uh, and that's that that that's very concerning because um, Dejounte uh, has really taken that next step he's really taken that next level he's put that mantle on him on, on himself to kind of be the leader of this team. And I think uh, unquestionably he's the best player in the team, but he needs that, that outlet. He needs that safety valve. Um, whenever teams start to kind of con- converge on him, he needs to be able to pass to somebody like Derek and know, Hey, I mean, he's going to be able to hit that shot or he'll be able to create mm-hmm. something or draw a foul or something. And Derek just not, does not have it. And I, I think this goes back to what we talked about over the summer uh, whenever there's a possibility or there was talks about possibly having a Ben Simmons trade in the offing, Derek would have been the first person I would have offered because first off, again, the mm-hmm. injury history, you just never could rely on him. I think the, 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 the quote we kind of threw out there at that time was one of the um, the big abilities is availability. And I mean, with Derek White, you, can, you never knew whenever mm-hmm. he'd be available. But right now he's just, I mean, he just does not have it. And I don't know what the deal is. I know his, his off season was pretty full, right? He got married and the, his long right. time sweetheart. And I mean, you, you know, uh, I mean, Arden and Austin, own, we saw uh, that video. Yeah. Party <laughs> in Austin. I mean, I think, I think definitely the, the, the social aspect is there, but uh, Derek's a rhythm player. I mean, what, and the, those first two seasons, and this is, this is a really big reason why pop even, really vouched for him to get on that USA practice squad was because Derek's biggest thing was a lack of confidence and really believing that he belonged. And I think after that experience for him, that wasn't a problem anymore. But right now that frustration is kind of starting to rise up again. I think uh, you had posted last night about how Eubanks was put, was saying how he's upset right now. Derek White's mm-hmm. really upset with his own play because he just, he, mm-hmm. he knows that the team counts on him and he's not really delivering 
And whenever you look at the bigger contracts on the team, I think uh, what you have, obviously, that young because he's just, he just mm-hmm. came over from the Bulls. Um, his contract's bigger. But then you have DeJounte and Derek, right. number two and three. And that's something that you want to be able to <laughs> look at your top three uh, players on the team and be able to count on them. And right now we can't count on Derek. And I don't know what it's going to take for him to kind of get out of that funk. I think I've been saying since last year, I think the move that needs to happen and it, it probably should have stayed this way. Take Derek off the bench. Bring Derek off the bench. Let Lonnie start. I think it's it's a win-win for both of those players. I think it gives Derek the the ability to come off the bench and be able to be be the main ball handler. I think he needs to have the ball in his hands and and be that main distributor, that main facilitator. And I think he can maybe do some things with that second unit. And I think for Lonnie, it gives him a certain confidence that um, I mean he, he he's in the starting unit. He can play off DeJounte, and um, I think it would be a boon for the team overall. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. hoping to see that sooner rather than later. Um, I think that that, that 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 mesh would go well. So mm-hmm. um, I think that that's probably the first tweak that we need to see. We need to kind of see a tweak in the starting lineup, and I don't know if we see that um, anytime soon. I mean, Pop's been very slow to adjust in the past, but I'm hoping that's an adjustment that we see soon. You know, one thing um... – that really caught my attention was after the Thunder loss when White's subpar performance of late was a topic. You know, Eubanks brought it up. I did an article with uh, about Derek, about Lonnie Walker and his thoughts saying that, hey, you know, everybody goes through it. It's just true. Everybody, every player goes through a shooting slump, even from the greatest to the guys that never play. Um, but it was what Popovich had to say. Popovich was very stern saying we need him. But he said Derek White is having issues in many other ways. I wonder if it's. I wonder if he gets the yips. You think he has it? I think so. I think yeah. so. And I think I think Pop's kind of called that on him uh, early in his career because again, um, you look at Derek White pedigree. Derek White's pedigree, right? I mean, De- Derek White was never um, a sought-after player. I think. I think the 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 uh, the story, the backstory on him is what. I think he had a scholarship at a culinary institute in Colorado, right? right? Yeah. Before he went, yep. before before he was at the, mm-hmm. the U- UC. So I mean, it's not like this guy was ever really highly sought after by Division One schools. Um, he has all the tools; he really does. And I mean, if he believed in himself as much as a lot of Spurs Twitter believes in him, he'd have no problem with confidence. But yeah, I think it is a problem of the yips. I think it, I think it is a problem of mm-hmm. just being in your head too much. And I think for anyone who's ever played any type of, of sports at all, I mean, you know that you get there sometimes. I mean, if, if what, five or six buckets don't go for you or, or you you turn the ball over a couple of times, you do kind of start to get in your head a little bit. You do, you do yeah. kind of start to think on it maybe more than you should. And I think that's what that, that's what Derek's problem is a little bit. I think that he needs to kind of have a little bit of DeJounte and Keldon in him a little bit to where it's like, you know what, uh, screw it. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to keep on going. I'm just going to keep on yeah. Uh, keep on playing, and I'm not going to think about the mistakes. I'm going to think about what I can do next time uh, to do better. I, you know, look, but I think, obviously, you know, I, but, the only the only way he can yeah, get it out of this is keep on shooting. That's it. That's the only thing he's going to do. And yeah. Spurs fans are going to have to live with that because there might be a couple more games where he's just shooting. He can't shoot. Can't make the ball in the, in the ocean. And that can happen. But he's. Yeah. I mean, the law of averages are going to swing his way eventually. They are. They are. But I. I. 
I want to make one more quick point because I, it, it's a point I made last night and it's something I'm waiting for Pop to, to finally drop and he really needs to, to, just to say it because he said it in the past and it, it's always had a certain um, result after he's done it. Whenever he's called the team soft, right? I, he, I mean, it's, it's a move he's made uh, definitely in the, in the, in the, the big three uh, era. Uh, mm-hmm. usually after a loss that they'd suffer on the road or, or at home or uh, you, you, you kind of just saw it coming, right? You saw that lack of aggression. You saw that lack of tenacity. You saw that they were out there just kind of going through the motions. Um, there's a second or third game, I think, that we've seen from this, from this young Spurs team where they've kind of done that. And I think there's the closest pops come to actually calling them soft, saying, hey, that they weren't aggressive, that the Thunder wanted mm-hmm. it more, they played harder. They lost the game in the second quarter, all these things. And it's like, you know what? Just call them soft because that's what they are right now. They are Charmin mm-hmm. soft. They, they don't have um, any backbone in their game. No one fears them. Um, I mean, <laughs> teams don't, don't, uh, don't think twice whenever it comes to sitting their own players out because, Oh, it's the Spurs. We should be fine. Um, and that should make the Spurs mad. That should make the team mad. It's like, that's how the league sees them at this point. Um, I'd like to see them see, see Pop just drop the soft bomb on them, see how they react to that. Uh, I think that he's probably going to withhold that a little bit because I think he was mm-hmm. just saying last week how he's kind of uh, had to kind of pull back a little bit on it on, on on how he reacts to certain things because they are still so young, they are still mm-hmm. learning, they are still growing together. Yeah. But it's like you know what, at some point you have to kind of take the uh, the, 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 the 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 wheels off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. And he's gone to it one time. He did it one time this year, and it was in the preseason. It was in a preseason game. He called them soft, but that was the last time he did it. I forget which game it was, but um, it was one of their, you know, a very bad showing in, in a preseason game. Now, obviously, he's probably not going to that because of the makeup of the roster. Young, look what he had in the past. He had a four-year season college guy by the name of Tim Duncan who was willing to take the arrows for the team. We had your Kurt Thomases, your Mike Finleys, your uh, your Brent Berries. You had a bunch of veterans that can handle that. This is a very young, young, young team that uh, you know maybe he's worried that's going to hit their psyche a bit. You know, worried that it's going to affect their mentality. It's bad enough that White, uh, you know, it's, it's he hit a slump right now and it's in his head. I mean, Lonnie Walker even said it too that you know he hope he gets amnesia that being Derek White, so he can just keep you know moving forward and forget about everything. So. I think he has to tread lightly with a very young, inexperienced team. And hopefully, you know, in time, Danny, may not be overnight, this team can start getting some Ws. Look, th- th- and that's what the season's going to look like. You're going to see them win one here, win two there, and then have a three, four-game losing streak. Win one here, and then another five-game losing streak. This, that's just the way it's going to happen. And But, you know, as, as the great... Um, Mr. Uh, Dent said in Batman begins there, the, there's always the, was it the dawn before the light. So <laughs> that, that would happen. <laughs> Harvey Two-Face said that in Batman uh, movie, there's always the dawn before the light. So hopefully that'll happen. Go. Hey, before I let you, before I let you go, let me uh, get your thoughts or at least your thoughts. And of course the fans thought on the new Austin Spurs alternate logo name mascot. It looked, like it was a hit. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get a uh, a two hour peek at it. And I think I put it out there. I said, like, "Oh, you know, I think Spurs fans are gonna like this one." 
how, how was the reaction to that? And will Danny Sanders get himself a, uh, what was it? The Austin Raros, which is crazy. Raros. Yeah, Raros. <laughs> Got to roll the Mars. Um, get to roll that R, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a hard uh, roll you know too, what? man. I was actually kind of feeling the uh, the, the, the the uniforms. I, I wasn't, mm-hmm. whenever you first posted the uh, the alternate logo, I was like, oh, yeah. what is that? I mean, it looks like a. Uh, it's like a bull. Like a, I thought uh, it was a bull at first. Like, Oh yeah, like a flamboyant bull, but yeah. um yeah. Um yeah, the 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 jerseys were kind of fire. Um will I be getting one? I never have gotten an Austin anything in the past. Um but I think with especially our 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 guy Josh Primo down in in Austin uh playing it up for the G League, definitely might hit that one up now because we do have Primo there and also I mean I I still want to kind of wait for that November fifteenth date to drop whenever we have the other alternate jerseys come out with a with the with the primo there too, but uh, I like the color the the color scheme. It's like almost like a navy blue, and then you have the different colors on the bull. Um, it's nice. I like them. They're sharp. Yeah. The um the thing is that Austin will only wear the Raros jerseys three times next season, and then those jerseys then get auctioned off. I mean that's the way uh. Spurs fans are going to be able to get one unless they release like kind of like those those mock jerseys. And there's some merch is already out there. There's like t-shirts and long sleeve shirts and uh, you know lanyards, uh, but no actual jerseys you can buy. I think that's the only way you can do it is via auction. I mean, it's going to a good cause, but yeah, they they you look know, pretty cool. And I'm glad that they I'm glad that they kind of sort of got away from the Fiesta colors. I know you can see a little bit in the mascot's face, but at least it wasn't. At least it was a break from the Fiesta colors because the, the Austin did those last year, kind of mimic the black Fiesta alt jerseys. This year, I do like the fact they went with that 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 kind of variation of the blue. Jeff, this is this is why I know that you've been aware, that you've been away from the city for far too long. You know, you know, as soon as those images dropped this morning, we're gonna have some duplicates at La Pulga this weekend that are gonna be <laughs> in size. Small, extra, extra, military extra drive. Just by, hit by, up military. By, by this week, by this weekend, we're gonna have some, uh, yeah, some, 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 uh, some, some copycats out there selling that jersey. Well, when when is the Danny Sanders brand gonna come out? <laughs> Just tweak it a little bit. You'll make you know, some money. You'll make some money. You know, I I, I have to get with uh, with Dak Mitch on that. <laughs> yeah, we we'll definitely have to uh, see what crazy concoctions uh, Spurs fans are gonna be selling. On the south side of San Antonio and, of course, at all those flea markets. Sometimes they actually are home runs. There have been some fan-made T-shirts in the past that actually are not bad. So um, definitely check that out. Yeah, but if you want to see more about the Austin oh, Spurs, yeah. new, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, because I, I have to tell this story. The, the, the fan-made T-shirt from a few years ago that was absolute fire, and I actually got one. Remember the one guy, the, uh, it, I mean, it was always during Fiesta, right? I mean, that, that, that's one thing we always counted on for a good 20, almost 30 years was we knew right around Fiesta time, it was going to be Spurs in the playoffs. It was always go Spurs go along with show me your shoes. So I think it was like three or four years ago, that one guy, I think he was to be interviewed by Ken's by, 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 by your, your, uh, your news guys. And yeah. I forget what the context was, but, um, I think he he basically said nobody shut up, go Spurs go, and yes. somebody made that into a shirt. And yep. I'll need to I'll need to take a picture of it whenever I get back into town and post it because that was actually one of the best ones. It had his face on there. It had a nobody mm-hmm. shut up, go Spurs go, 
And I mean, that, that, uh, that little meme is still used today. So that was definitely one of the home runs. Remember those cringe worthy, uh, Marvel's crossovers with the Spurs, remember like <laughs> Spider-Man, Tony Parker, and there's even a Star oh, Wars yeah. one, Obi uh, Ginobili and Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, I I, I <laughs> yeah. still cringe when I see those. I'm like, I guess yeah. you know, but uh, hey, if somebody made some money on that, good for them. Now we're done talking. We want to hear from you, especially you Spurs fans. What do you think about Danny had to say about what you're thinking about with the Spurs losses mounting? And also the subpar play of Derek White. I think it's just a little, you know, glitch right now on him. He's a snap out of it, or this is a sign of something bigger with White. Uh, Danny, tell everybody they can chat with you. You know, they can always chat with me at Danny Sanders 80. Would love to chat it up with somebody on Twitter. You know, uh, I'm always good for a hot take. There you go. Make sure you do that right now. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. iTunes, Google Play, Terry Smart Speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. And uh, we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. And look, the uh, Spurs got the Kings up next. So why don't you go check out Lockdown Kings, see what's going on. And that team, uh, if they're talking about your silver and black ahead of the game tomorrow night. So for Danny Sanders, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.